I think one thing I have struggled with, which I just expect clients to complete, is the annual exam. Why do we do an annual exam on our pets? Why do we do an annual evaluation of our cattle or goat herds? I mean, if there's nothing wrong, why would we go to our vet's office, especially if a vaccine such as rabies is not due? Let's get down to it. Most people are coming in to get their vaccines. And the only vaccine that is actually required by law is the rabies. Everything else, even if highly recommended, is up to the client to get or not. Granted, there are cases if the client wants to board their animal or their horse is going to a specific event, that those places may require certain vaccinations. But really, rabies is the only thing that you have to get for your animal. Please remember, I don't recommend just getting rabies unless you want to see me more often than you already do. But rabies is a very effective vaccine and is mostly regulated on its duration by state law. In Kentucky, the first rabies for a small animal lasts one year and the second and all the next ones last three years. Large animal rabies is an annual vaccine. This can vary from state to state and by vaccine type. Let's say all you get is the rabies vaccine for your dog. Well, once you are on a three-year rotation with that, why are you coming in? Is the vet merely the person that vaccinates your animal? I guess it could be, but that seems an underutilization and frankly makes me wonder why I spent all that time in veterinary school. You, as a client, are likely coming in because you got a vaccine reminder. That's all the vets want you to do, get your vaccine up to date, at least according to your reminder. But what else does the vet do while you are at the office? They examine the animal, and that's the kicker. I'll admit, until about a year ago, even I undervalued the exam. I mean, what was I doing? I was examining these healthy animals and giving them vaccines. I'm glad I charged for an exam, I need to eat. But I was also happy I got the rabies vaccine on board. So I started thinking, why am I examining these animals? Why am I telling people to come in once a year for their healthy pets? I was getting depressed because my answer was coming up short. I'm in my 30s and I only go to the doctors when something is wrong. What's my doctor going to do for me? I'm doing fine and I know I need to exercise more and eat a little healthier. In the exam room, I tell clients all the time, I wouldn't tell you to do something for your animal I wouldn't do for my own animal. The best example is brushing dog's teeth. Sure, it's great. It keeps tartar down and helps you bond with your animal. Keeping dental disease at bay could add years to your animal's life. But I'm not going to brush my dog or cat's teeth. Just not going to do it. It crosses some personification line in my mind with animals so I never recommend it. Now I tell owners, if you want to brush your animal's teeth, you can, it's good. But I wouldn't do it, so I'm not going to tell you to do it. I will tell you to buy dental chews to give to your animals, or water supplements, or dry diets. And seriously, people, table scraps are not helping your pets. And at the proper time, to get a dental profi. But I won't recommend brushing your dog's teeth. Do I have clients that brush their dog's teeth? Yes. Do I stop them? No. 
I just want them to know when I recommend something, I back it and would do it myself for my pets. So, that being said, I don't go to the doctor every year for an annual exam. So why am I recommending it to my patients? Again, I was really stumped on this one for a while. First, I didn't think about it for years. That's just what was recommended in the veterinary world. Why would I question it? Then I started wondering why I was recommending something I wasn't doing myself. Then I think it came to me when I was explaining something to my technician. There's a really good reason we recommend yearly exams. Animals aren't people. We want to think of them as people, but they aren't. First, their lifespans are much shorter. As humans, we aren't surprised, depending on a few factors, to see people live into their 70s and 80s. My grandpa made it to his 90s. But dogs and cats only live into their teens. Horses, if we are lucky, to their low 30s. Pocket pets, typically even shorter. Where I, in my 30s, only go to the doctor if I'm sick, my parents, in their 60s, are much more regular about visiting the doctor. Most of you listening wouldn't blink an eye if you heard someone in their 50s, 60s, or 70s are going to the doctor. Things are wearing out or have broken and need adjustments to make sure people can live happy, healthy lives. So, that certainly makes a case for taking your animal to the doctor, let's say, their last one-third of their lives. In short, puppy-kitten round of vaccines in the first six months of life makes sense, too. But what about all the in-between? Well, I think what I just talked about makes sense for the rest of their lives. But more importantly, animals aren't people, and they can't talk to us. They can't tell us if something hurts, and they are often hiding it. In the wild, the animal that looks weak gets eaten, so they try to hide things. By the time you, as an owner, see a problem, the problem has been going on for months. And that is what my trained eyes and hands are looking to find. The problems you aren't seeing and the animals aren't telling you about. Your dog hasn't said, Wow, Mom, I've just felt funny, like my heart just isn't right. No, you come in when the dog is coughing and lethargic and then I listen to the lungs and heart and find the dog is in congestive heart failure. But if you come in when the dog is looking healthy and I hear a heart murmur that as of yet isn't causing any clinical signs that you can see in the dog, then I can make you aware of the heart murmur before it's a problem. And as I tell people, I can't fix heart murmurs in dogs, but I can slow them down and try to make it so the animals die of something else other than congestive heart failure. The more time I have to do this, the better the chance I can have an effect on the animal. Which brings us to another thing. Um, is there a delicate way of saying this? Perhaps the most delicate way is we aren't sure as people what the standard of health is for our animals. After all, you have seen what your dog eats. If it's not the cat vomit, then it's some other dog's poop. What do these animals need to stay healthy if they eat poop and vomit? I mean, not much, right? Unfortunately, many clients ignore or don't notice problems that, well, are problems. And that, I think, is the most important thing I can do as a vet with my yearly exam, 
tell you what is a problem that you as the owner are not realizing is a problem. For example, for years I wondered why so many dogs and cats have severe dental disease. Dental tartar and dental calculus are buildup of bacteria that are, can be chunks as big as your thumb in an animal's mouth, causing severe breath issues and a potential host of other problems. Yet no one seemed to care, even if I pointed it out to them. I'm like, guys, this is ridiculous. Would you let your teeth get like this? And, and I'm saying this, and I'm from Kentucky, so please, no comments. But I noticed two things. One, the owners actually didn't see the tartar. Growing up, I had a cat with severe dental calculus buildup. We took her into the vet, and the vet opened the mouth, and actually with an instrument while the cat was awake, just pulled a big chunk of tartar out. It was so large it just fell off whole. What horrible owners we were. But we never opened her mouth that wide. We didn't see. So that is something I can do on my exam. Open the mouth. Or in the case of some cats, observe it while they hiss at me. And point that out to the owners. The other thing is many owners don't know that that's not normal. We know it's not normal in us, but dogs and cats are different. So is it normal in them? Again, as an animal owner, you are expected to do a certain level of self-educating. But you don't know everything, and that is what a trip to the vet does, educate you. So yes, come to your yearly exams. I'm not mad you don't see a problem with your dog. I'm here to point it out. That's what you pay me to do. See things you don't. I'm here to be an advocate for your pet or help you get the best out of your herd of production animals. And guess what? Most exams and evaluations of herds go fine. And that's a good thing. But it's knowledge and information you can use to make sure things are operating well and going how you want them to go. But yes, that's finally an answer I'm satisfied with of why I recommend annual exams. I want to catch things you missed and find problems early. Vaccines are nice and necessary if not required by law. But what we really want you to come in for is to let us evaluate your animal and educate you how to keep your animals healthy. I'm Dr. Nathan. Thanks for listening. I hope our discussions are valuable to you and aid in giving perspective. If you want to contact us, please reach out to theveterinarypodcast at gmail.com. You can find a complete list of the podcast episodes on SoundCloud. If you find this information helpful and want more content, please join our Patreon, patreon.com slash theveterinarypodcast. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theveterinarypodcast. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope this information is helpful to you. If you do find it helpful, please like it, share it, so other people may find it helpful as well.